Folks, welcome to a jam-packed couple hours we got coming up here. Train wreck tonight going live right now. And then at 6 p.m., it is Selection Monday for the Buffalo Bracket. This show is sponsored by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? It's also a Buffalo Sabres game night. They're taking on Toronto. We're talking March Madness, Selection Sunday. NFL free agency, big show tonight. Here we go. You don't stop, you don't stop, you don't stop. You don't stop. Train wreck tonight, 285 sponsored by New York's only outlet liquor. I am fired up. Maniacs fired up. It is selection Monday for the Buffalo bracket. That's what we're going to have in a quick train wreck tonight for you right now. Maniac, how are you feeling today? Feeling great. Um, it's kind of crazy. Uh, you know, like there's going to be months coming up, May, June, July, where we're, you know, starving for action, starving for news, starving for can't get more of it than right now. We got action on the UB front. We got action on the Sabres front. We got action on the Bills front. It's all happening at once. It all never stops. Alan Buffalo Bracken, 20 minutes. Less than that, yeah. 17 minutes away from that show. Like I said, it's a Buffalo Sabres game night. They've now lost four in a row. They're taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. But, yeah, it's been – it was a little bit of a slow start in uh, NFL free agency. But, damn, it's gotten crazy today, Maniac. Anything that's really jumped out at you, obviously. I know the main one was – uh Tremaine Edmonds is headed to the Windy City. Yeah, uh, I mean, I wasn't absolutely shocked by that. Um, I think I don't want to say the writing was on the wall, but especially when Matt Milano got a little bit more money, uh, I think there was kind of a consensus that that was the direction they were going to go on the Tremaine front. Uh, I don't think we've seen anything from Poyer still, even though um, for all intents and purposes, you know, they've been kind of saying their buys for the last little bit here. Um, but is there anything, you know, we got McGovern, by the way, did you know that there were two guys named McGovern in the NFL? 
Not right away, but everyone was going nuts about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I because I searched his name, I'm like, okay, so what's like the top video clip that comes up when you search this guy? And it was Shaq Lawson just screaming at him. I'm like, oh wait, no, this is the wrong one. Yep, yep. Crazy to see. With that saying, with that said, uh, anyone you're looking at them targeting, or like, or have you caught on a? I mean, are you an Adam Thielen guy? Or are you trying to get after? You know, what are you thinking? First of all, I'm just happy Cam Lewis is back. That <laughs> yes, is massive. TV product. No, but it's been a it's been a slow start today. But yeah, the next domino to fall is most likely what Poy are going to be leaving. Um, I I was happy. I was you know in a group chat today with some people talking about I wanted the move the, the our main focus to be the offensive line, and they went out and did that right away. I don't think that's obviously for the offensive line, but yeah, got to do whatever you can to protect Allen and get him some more weapons. The healing talk, I don't I don't see it happening. Okay. Okay. Well, Hey, a lot of talk out there on the airwaves. So let's get in a guy who knows no stranger to it. Cover one going deep pod, as well as former bullet points member, Mike Bunt. Welcome to train. say, how you doing tonight, sir? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Hey, no complaints. Uh, but real quick, obviously we brought you in to talk UB. Um, but real quick, uh, we'd be remiss not to uh, get your impression so far of what's going on in the free agency period. It's what noon. Yeah. It, it's been a quiet day for the most part. I expected that uh, going in, I don't really see the Bills making any big moves that uh, fans want as far as splashes. But Connor McGovern, like you guys said, decent addition, uh, has a good pass block grade, not a good run blocker. So don't expect the Bills to suddenly be able to run the ball uh, any better. But I think it's going to be pretty quiet offseason overall. Uh, I am excited about the potential of the draft, but uh, there's not going to be a lot of big moves going on this year. And it kind of throws me off. I don't want to, you know, Brandon Bean is very unpredictable, but that was kind of how it felt it was supposed to be last year. I take a nap and all of a sudden I wake up to Von Miller. What would be the most shocking? What would be the most shocking news that you could like foresee, Mike, happening in this next, what, 12 to 24 hours? Honestly, if they even got somebody halfway decent, that was a name guy. Uh, I guess there's some wide receivers out there that they could make a move at. I, I just don't really see them making uh, any moves that really will be uh, catching our eye or anything like that. It, it's going to be quiet. Um, maybe they go after uh, a mid-tier linebacker to try to help fill the void with uh, Tremaine Edmonds gone, but that would probably be the one spot maybe they could spend some money on. So I just I, – I don't know, Mike. I just feel like – can we go into next year with the same coach, same OC, same weapons on offense? I, I think there will be changes, but I, I think those will come through the draft. Okay. I really don't have a big issue with them returning what they had for the most part. Obviously, losing admins, losing Poyer sucks, but you're in a tough salary cap situation. Eventually, you have to reset things a little bit. You can't just yeah. keep pushing things down the line like the Saints do every year. Or like Miami, right? Yeah, the way I look at it, you have Josh Allen. You know you're going to be solid offensively for at least the next the next five years. Yep. Go get a receiver in the draft. Uh, you know offensively you should be a top five unit next year. If the defense does take even a little bit of a dip, you're still going to be a double-digit win team most likely, mm-hmm. and that gives you a shot come playoff time. Everybody keeps saying, what do we need to do to get over the top to win a Super Bowl? I don't know if there's really a move out there that gets you over the top. Uh, what's more important is come January next year, play your best football when it matters, and then hopefully you have a little bit of luck on your side. Uh, a lot of the teams that win the Super Bowl every year aren't the best teams. 
The Rams certainly weren't the best team. Tampa Bay wasn't the best team the year they won. They got hot at the right time. That's what the Bills need to do. Uh, I know it sounds lame, but sometimes it's more luck in in playing your best football when it matters than it really is who has the best roster. I, I agree with you there, Paul, but part of me part is just like like the Rams. They went all in, right? They went all in to get to the, to get to, to get to that Super Bowl and win that Super Bowl. Is that what the Bills need to do to, to win one? Like if the Bills last year, if you get McCaffrey, do you win it? I don't know. They weren't playing their best football, like you said. But he almost single handedly, you know, led San Francisco with a what a four string quarterback almost to a Super Bowl appearance. I mean, I just couldn't imagine that team last year if we ended up with McCaffrey. So I don't know. I I definitely get your points. At the same time, I like are we just a player or two away? With especially with Von Miller and his age and his contract, like. Do we got to go get that person on offense to win that Super Bowl? I think right now we're more than a player or two away, but that doesn't mean that this team can't win a Super Bowl. I, I wouldn't do what the Rams did because I, I actually feel like the Bills kind of took that approach last year signing Von Miller, and mm-hmm. then he doesn't even suit up in the playoffs, didn't even make a difference. Yeah. Were the Bills of Von Miller away against Cincinnati from winning that game? No. Uh, they, they were a lot of pieces away. I, I, it's such a matchup-driven league. Yep. The way I look at it is if you keep a solid roster in place for the long haul, you make the playoffs seven, eight out of the next 10 years. Out of those eight years, you're probably going to have at least one or two great opportunities to win a Super Bowl, maybe more uh, if, if you play the odds. Is it worth potentially blowing up an entire roster for that one opportunity? You better win that because if you don't win. Look at the, Saints. Look at the Saints right now. They're, yeah. they're in legitimate purgatory. Yeah, and the way I look at it is this. Because the Bills and the Sabres have never won a championship, we have this mindset, oh, we got to do whatever it takes to win that one Super Bowl or one Stanley Cup. Uh, But but that's not the way professional franchises, for the most part, are run. They're thinking, give us the most possible opportunities over a long, sustained period, and hopefully during that period we'll break through on numerous occasions. It's also tough when you have Kansas City in your own conference. Like, let's be real. If the Bills were playing in the NFC, they could have gone to the Super Bowl probably the, the last three years with how good their roster is. I'm just not willing to sacrifice the future yet because I still think the team is right there. Uh, I know people are talking about Aaron Rodgers possibly going to the Jets and Miami being a threat with Jalen Ramsey. The Bills are still easily a top five team in football. And they just needed to come together. Last year, we even though they had the eight-game winning streak, we all saw the flaws. Yeah, that was not a team that was going to most likely win a Super Bowl, even if they got past Cincinnati. And it's like you said, it's about playing at the right time because it's so funny because you guys mentioned the Rams going all in, and I just look back at like their schedule. Like I'm looking at it right now, they lost three games in a row that year in November by seven or more points. So they were scuffling at that point, and then they went out in the playoffs. They won three straight games by three points. It was it was three point win in divisional, conference championship, and Super Bowl. So I mean, there's a little bit of luck, there's a little yeah. bit of skill, yeah. but yeah, it's kind of about getting to the top of that mountain, get to the top five, like you said, Mike, which they should be again in this year, and then kind of playing your best football at the right time, maybe having a break or two goes right. Makes it all the more ridiculous how many you know the Patriots and Brady won. Kind of makes it unrealistic. For sure. Stupid. Speaking yeah. of realistic, it's time for UB to get realistic about a new. 
basketball coach. Uh, unfortunately, after four seasons, Jim Weitzel is out. Uh, I believe the record was 70 and 49. I'm going to lead the way here. Um, you know, immediate, this was a situation that a lot of UB fans, a lot of UB faithful were saying was a little bit more clear cut, was obvious when it happened. I think it was a little bit tough uh, as far as the personnel you had in the program and everything like that. With that said, at the end of the day, Oates, Hurley, they set a standard for that program now that, you know, is in the fan base, is in built into the program, and it was never achieved under Weitzel. So I think the firing does make sense. Uh, Bun, what was your reaction this weekend? I was surprised, but I was you're, – you're never happy to see someone fired, but it, it was the right move for the program. And I'll compare it to uh, Reggie Witherspoon uh, a little over a decade ago. When Reggie Witherspoon was first fired – at UB, a lot of uh, fans, a lot of the people close to the program were disappointed. He was a person that took UB from probation, made them a winner, a team that could win 20 plus games. They made the finals of the MAC tournament multiple times. But I had said at that point, is the goal of this program just to win 20 games? Is it just to be entertaining, or do we want to see a mid-major that can that can go to the NCAA tournament and maybe pull off an upset? or two when they get to the tourney. And that was my biggest reason why I was okay with UB firing Reggie back in the day. Yep. And they went after Bobby Hurley, which I was really encouraged because I felt like that was a sign that they were going for it. And then obviously Nate Oates took the program to, to new heights. For those reasons, that's why I was never really understanding of why they hired Jim Weitzel. They had a, a coaching search. Uh, they had a bunch of good young candidates, rising assistants, and yet they hired a 60-plus-year-old retread head coach that had failed at a previous job in a similar type conference in the horizon. And the only real reason why that he was hired was to keep the roster together, even though you were losing your five starters from a top 25 team. So you're really hoping that he was going to be able to take Sagu, Williams, Graves, and even a year of um, Devontae Jordan to that next level. And when that didn't happen year one, I think there was a few warning signs. Year two, he had a good season. It was a tough start, but he, he took them to the MAC finals. Year three was when it became clear that there was issues. To yeah. have Jonathan Williams, the top recruit in school history, to have Rondo Sagu, and then Josh Mbala, and have a disappointing regular season, then lose in the first round. That was that was concerning. And then to back it up with your first year of really your own players, no more uh, NATO hangovers, and you have a losing record, and you start losing to the top three teams in the conference by 20-plus points uh, to Akron multiple times, yep. not really even competing against the, the top three teams. Yep. It, it was just time to move on there still is time to salvage the the momentum that UB generated under Oates. Yes, it's not likely they're going to return to being an elite uh, mid-major anytime soon, but if they get the right coach, they can still right this ship and, and get in the right direction. So, Mike, i got to ask you, uh, do you think there's any chance of Coach B? I do think there's a chance. I don't know if it's a good chance. Uh, obviously, Jonah Bronson had a – uh, a tweet recently saying that there's a push by UB donors to have Brian Hodson as the Bulls' next head coach. 
I would say he's one of the two candidates that really have my eye right now. Brian Hodgson, obviously, he's familiar with UB. We all know he's an elite recruiter. I think yep. if he comes to UB, they're suddenly bringing in high three-star guys again. I agree. They're going to bring in the caliber of players that would bring UB to the top of the MAC. Yep. The issues with Brian Hodgson is that in the past, there was the people involved with UB that didn't think he was ready for the job. They don't believe that he they didn't believe he had the the X and O's uh, game managing ability, and they didn't know if he could could lead a program. Now he's part of Alabama, the number one overall seed. He's bringing all Americans to Alabama. I think that's a good case for why he 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 deserves the the job. But there is another name to keep an eye out uh, for, and that's Adam Cohen. He's an assistant at Xavier right now. He was at uh, Stanford before then. Uh, I believe also Harvard and a few other stops. This guy is a tremendous recruiter. One of his players turned out to be a top 15 pick in the NBA. So he's developed multiple NBA players. He is considered a great teacher. Uh, his specialty is developing guards. And he has that X and O's mentality. And to add on top of it, he's actually from Buffalo. He's a he's in his 30s, around the same age as uh, Brian Hodson. So I think those are probably the clear two front runners at this moment. Might give a slight advantage to Cohen just because of the X's and O's. But if I'm UB, I, I think you can't go wrong with either of those guys at this moment. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely inclined to think. I mean, again, nothing against Whitesell, but I got to think a young hire is coming. Someone you know, 45 or younger, to try and reinvigorate this program. And like you said capitalize on the momentum they've had with that said uh the other name you know i i don't know if this is just the local flavor and how it happens in western new york beeline uh paulus do you think is there any legitimacy yeah. to those names no legitimacy i, I didn't think so names. either it, 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 it stung of local flavor so paulus is doing a, a very good job at niagara but he's nowhere near turned around that program enough to warrant consideration at ub Niagara just had a, a solid turnaround season in his fourth year, their first winning record, um, 16 and 15, got to the, the max semifinals. But you're still talking about a Ken Palm 250 team uh, overall. I, I would like to see a little bit more success at Niagara before we're talking about him being uh, a candidate for UB. And, and mostly because the recruiting hasn't been there at Niagara, which is what you're really hoping for at UB. Yes, he might be able to develop these guys, but he's he's developing lower level guys and they're having average results in a lesser conference. So maybe with the resources, he could be successful at UB, but I don't think he's shown enough yet to to be in that conversation. As far as beeline, I know there's a couple beelines that uh, locals are, are anywhere on of. the family tree. Um, the the one that was the Niagara head coach for the few months in the past. He's obviously just trying to get back into coaching right now after uh, resigning from Niagara a few years back. And then the other one at the community college um, locally is having a ton of success, but that's quite a jump. You don't go from, in most instances, you don't go from coaching community college basketball to being a head coaching candidate at a major D1 school, unless you're at a community college that is one of those recruiting hotbeds where you have one or two players that you know are going to come with you and then bring instant success uh, with you. Uh, if you don't have a player or two to bring, 
I don't see a community college coach getting a head coaching opportunity at a D1 school that's relevant. Yeah, Al, that would be like getting a European soccer coach to come coach in the NHL. I mean, that's about as much sense as that makes. And with that noted, um, obviously, uh, just putting a bow on the uh, Buffalo Sports Talk. Sabres, it's disappointing. Uh, obviously, one win in this in this stretch, these three losses, these handful of losses uh, would have done it. Tonight against Toronto, uh, Bunt, you all out on them? Are you, are you satisfied with what they've done? Where are you on the Sabres as we head into mid-March? Yeah, so I'll be quick with this. I'm actually still very happy with how this year's played out. I said before the year, my expectation was for this team to be in contention heading into the final months of the season. That's exactly where they are. Um, the Alex Tuck injury obviously hurt them. Uh, the last week, a little bit snake bit, and obviously the, the Dallas game sucked, but they had a chance against Edmonton, had a chance against New York, and then the horrible call against um, the Islanders uh, taking place earlier last week. I think this team is at times played up to their potential. Everybody mentions how much young talent they have, but I really do think in a few years, this might be one of the best teams in the NHL. I'm talking top five, top six, top seven uh, in the NHL. You look at Thompson, you have Tuck, uh, Power, Darlene, all these guys. Uh, it's going to be a special team in the upcoming years. Al, Al had a glow on his face, and, and it, you're exactly right. The foundation, I don't care who you are, right? Like it, what, what, how much you know about the NHL. With the Thompson contract, with the Samuelson contract, and with the Cousins contract, you have the foundation set for the later 2020s to build an absolute dominant roster. Can I say one last thing? Yeah. Uh, I I feel like a lot of – there's always a lot of negativity surrounding the Sabres because they this NFL, NHL drought is obviously unparalleled. Uh, it's been a horrible decade plus of hockey. But we have to remember what Kevin Adams inherited. He is not responsible for what happened before that point. And a lot of what he did in his initial year, year and a half, was trying to appease Jack Eichel, which fans obviously didn't want that situation to play out the way it did. Since Eichel has been gone, the moves that he made to get Krebs, to get Tuck, to add a first-round pick, then to get Devin Levi out of the Florida trade with Reinhardt, to get a first-round pick back for Rasmus Ristolainen from Philadelphia. You look at this past year, three first-round picks to get a Kulik, at number 28 overall, who is already playing at a, a high level in the American Hockey League, to get a Savoy who you look at the team right now, we all I think we're all confident the first line is set on this team for the for the future. You look at the second line, you're gonna have Dylan Cousins, you're gonna have Quinn, maybe Paterka. But now you go to a third line with Casey Middleset finally starting to establish himself. If you compare that with a Q League um and a Savoy. Uh, in the near future, you already know that you have three of your defensemen locked in. Uh, maybe you can bring a Ryan Johnson or something like that. Those are the reasons why the Sabres weren't making big moves at the at the deadline. Because, they're yes, they would have loved to have a Chikrin or something like that. But they see their roster, and they know what the top nine is going to be. They know what their top 4D are going to be. They're not trying to get a huge, a huge piece to fill in. They just need to build on their experience and continuing to develop. And if they do that, it's not going to matter what moves. They just have to fix some, some small things and they'll be okay. Tonight's a classic Sabres reverse puck line night. Yeah, I, I agree. Everyone's all out on them. I mean, and the Maple Leafs aren't even, you know, for the fact that they've been dominant. I mean, what Sabres are only plus 200. I mean, you know, it seems like kind of a low line for the Sabres. Yeah. 
I just I, I still can't believe they gave up a ten spot to Dallas. When everything's against them, that's when they bring their A game. So yeah. we're all and on the road right and on the road. Yeah. This is the type of night they're going to come out yep. playing great hockey, and we're going to all be like, "Holy cow! How did they do that?" And then, Seriously. real quick, Bunt, I know we got to wrap up. Uh, less than sixty seconds here. We had a question here on YouTube from one of our followers. What do you think, Bunt? You guys think Bean does anything else today? Something small, maybe. I wouldn't predict anything. Okay. For my last minute question here, Bunt, you've been on a lot of sports trips in the last uh, three hundred and sixty-five <laughs> days. What's your uh, fondest memory of, uh, or what's what was your most fun trip? Most fun trip going to uh, Columbus with my wife to see Ohio State Notre Dame. We also paired that with a Purdue Penn State game. So that was probably the best trip last year, but there's almost too many to remember. There's been a ton of them lately. Seriously. Well, hey, make sure you're following him over there. Mike underscore Bunt. He's literally going deep, going deep pod over there on cover one. Make sure you give him a follow. Bunty, thanks for chiming in, uh, bringing some reason and some, uh, you know, sensibility into the UB talk with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, everyone thanks, for tuning in. Appreciate you. Make sure you're following on all platforms. Apple, Spotify, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube. We will be right back, sans bunt, with our wrecking crew to reveal the 2023 Buffalo bracket. Stay tuned, but if you're not and you're going to the Sabres game or your bunt, make sure to go have a good, good night. night. Nah. Nah.